All right, guys, the first ever episode of Spotlight Florida, the only podcast dedicated to Florida's premier talent, top athletes, entrepreneurs, and all-around cool people. And our first ever guest is an up-and-coming amateur MMA fighter. He's 3-0. It's Norman Gallen. What's up, Norm? Yo, what's going on, Kurt? How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Um, you know, I just want to let you know that I'm actually drinking a beer right now out of a Rusty's mug. So I'm, it's, I'm taking it back right now. <laughs> Uh yeah, TBT. Yeah, it's it's been too long since I've been there, so I might have to plan a trip down to, to Old Fort Myers soon. Oh yeah, it's always good vibes down there. <laughs> well, hey, starting off, let's you know to introduce yourself. Uh, where where do you live, or where are you from in Florida, and uh, how old are you, and what do you do? Uh well, my name's Norman Gallen. Uh, born and raised Tampa, Florida. I uh, I went to Florida Gulf Coast for my degree in sociology. While I was uh, on the wrestling team, and I was a member of a fraternity, and during that time, I had some friends and teammates of mine get involved in some MMA fights and start training in like Muay Thai, which is a, a type of uh, striking, and then Jiu Jitsu, which is a submission-based grappling. And I was like, "Screw it, man! This this crap looks really fun, so might as well try it out." Um, I had two fights while I was still enrolled in school. And then I moved back up to Tampa, and now I'm just uh, living up here, working, training, fighting. I'm 3-0. and I had my last fight May 4th. I'm looking to have my fourth fight August 17th in Key West. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned you're on the wrestling team. I, w- I kind of wanted to ask, because I remember, obviously I remember you being on the wrestling team, but it's kind of out of nowhere you really started to get into this MMA. And if you could go in a little more into depth on how you, you know, got into MMA, MMA, how you went from, you know, just – kind of doing it for fun to try to do it competitively? Uh, well, yeah, that's a really good question. I, um, so I've always watched it since I was like eight or nine, but uh, I don't know. I just didn't think it was for me necessarily. I thought it was always cool and savage, but I watched it all through like growing up as a kid. I wrestled in high school and then I wrestled in college. And like I said, after my um my uh third year wrestling i had a teammate marcus messina who's uh he's in the marines now but uh he he was training in uh in in muay thai and jiu-jitsu and he took a fight and him and another one of my teammates uh david nugent also known as toothbrush dave they both fought on the same card and i was in david's corner and i was like yo if they can do it i can do this shit i just started training i think it was uh I want to say it was the summer of 2015 I started training. Took took a fight after like two three months, and then it's uh it's been going strong since then. No complaints. Oh wow! So only two three months after you know started really getting into training, uh, you took a fight. Obviously, it went well. As we said, you're undefeated. Um, what's like the prep? What goes into the prep? I guess leading into a fight, especially your first fight. Like, were the nerves like? Um, um, what do you really focus on? It's a lot, man. Like, honestly, I try to tell people, like, a lot, maybe 30% of fighting, it is mental. And luckily, because of my wrestling pedigree and having performed at a high level, I think myself, at least, I'm not going to speak for all wrestlers, but I kind of went into the cage knowing, like, how to overcome adversity and, like, know how to deal with, maybe not deal with being punched in the face, but dealing with, like, having crowds of people supporting you or not supporting you and just all the 
like the weight cutting too, because most fighters, let's say at least 90%, they're cutting weight for their fights. So if you've never done that before, that's a, it's a game changer because the week of the fight, you want to be able to like kind of chill and relax and just focus on your game plan instead of focus on losing 15, 20 pounds. Yeah, and uh, I like how you said it's like 30% mental. Uh, obviously, I re- relate everything in life to motocross. I- I'm sure you know that. Um, and motocross is a, lot mental, mm-hmm. is a lot mental, too. Obviously, you need confidence. And Norm, we, you and I both had a huge friend group in college, and I, I like to think you're probably one of the, the more confident ones out of the group. And I can see how that could really help, um, you know, entering the, the cage and just be like, I'm going to beat this kid's ass and actually going out there and doing it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it it sounds simple when you put it like that, but a lot of it is having the confidence to know, yo, I train hard as fuck and the combinations and strategy that my coaches are telling me, I need to be able to utilize it. Like there's guys who they might be beast when they're training and stuff, but freeze up when they get in that cage across from someone. And like, it's, that's not, that's not the environment to go in unconfident at all. You need to be feeling like fucking Superman when you go in the, yo, I can, whoever is across from me at that moment, I'm going to whoop his ass. Cause if I don't whoop his ass, then I take that L and no one wants to lose, man. Like no matter what sport, what, like I could be playing tic-tac-toe and I don't want to lose for someone. So imagine how it is when you're getting punched and kicked in the face. It's like, not only are you losing, but you're gonna, you're gonna feel it in the morning. Yeah. It's uh, you know, you're kind of getting the shit beat out of you and you're going to lose a fight. Um, You mentioned your wrestling background kind of helped you like with adversity and, um, other stuff as well like just being in that zone you wrestled at a high level um when did you first get started wrestling uh i didn't start wrestling until my freshman year of high school i wish i started a little sooner but you know that's that's life okay and um obviously i don't know too much about mma but do does any of that wrestling background as far as like the fighting and the moves or moves i don't even know if that's what's called but as far as the fighting goes, does that help? Can you, like, translate anything from your wrestling days into the cage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's the, the takedowns part. But then, in my mind, compared to any other sport, not, like, talking down on motocross or anything, but wrestling is a sport that you train the hardest. Like, the the work ethic of wrestlers and just how much you have to be able to endure, like, from the grind of going to practice Monday through Friday, watching your weight, making sure you're lifting, making sure you're running, making sure you're going in with confidence because it's the same thing like MMA. Like you can be a great training guy and then you, you get spooked when you go out there and you lose that way. So I think it mentally prepared me more more than anything. And then, like I said, I have a, I've been able to take down every person I, I fought. That's probably a, a little bit of my uh, my style. I like to take them down and beat them up. Mm-hmm. And that way I don't really take much damage and I can go out to the bars with my boys right after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you talk about the training aspect. When you're not, like, sparring and stuff, what do you do, like, outside of actually fighting um, to train for these events? Like, do you run? Do you cycle? Um, just hit weights? What yeah, do do? I, um, so it's very advised to be running a lot, but honestly – I've ran my whole life. Like I did AAU track, I did middle school track, I did cross country in high school, and then with wrestling, like I said, you run. So I I kind of don't run as much as I probably should. 
but I, I jump rope a lot. I do like uh, you know, uh, it's referred to as hit high intensity interval training. I do stuff like that in the gym. I lift. Um, I swim now, which I feel is really good for your joints to to be strong. Um, I do yoga, and then you know, and then I just be chilling, dude. <laughs> Talk, uh, talk about the yoga part. Um, I did yoga a little bit in high school, my freshman year, because it was required. Uh, but that was probably the last time I hit the yoga mat. So how does that help? Um, does it just kind of get you limber? Or I, maybe I don't know enough about yoga, but how does the yoga kind yeah, of Yeah, man. It? So, so I feel like there's like a taboo to yoga. Like a lot of people just have this perception that it's like some weird hippie shit. But honestly, it helps body, mind, and soul, brother. Like I've my hips and shoulders are a lot flexible and stronger now because of it. Um, it, it helps you to, to practice your breathing. Like, you, you know, when you're doing motocross, like when you have controlled breath, you're, you're going to perform better and the same in the fight game. So it helps with that helps with just my mindset and just being, being able to, there's positions, dude, like I'm telling you, man, the average strong man that you take them to a yoga class and they're going to be beat. Yeah. It's tough sometimes. Yeah, so it, it helps you push. Helps you push past certain uh, limitations that your mind thinks you have, but you don't really. You can really go a lot further. Yeah, I've I've heard it's just super gnarly and super tough. So I might stay away. Maybe I I should probably get out there one day. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll join you and it can help me out a bit. <laughs> hey, anytime, dude. Especially when you live in uh, when you move. There's a little spot I go to on Sundays. All right, I'm down. Um, so what keeps you going? Like, obviously, you're working your ass off every day. What, when you get up in the morning, what makes you go out there and continue to do so? Because it's definitely not easy um, to train for these. Yeah, man, it's, uh, like I said, it's it's definitely a grind. And if you're not full-hearted about this shit, then it's hard to keep going especially when you start facing adversity, whether it be injuries or financial or just whatever is coming up in your life. Um, for me specifically, man, like I said, I, I think full-heartedly I'm going to be competitive to the day I die. And this is just a, a fun competition, man. I, I really enjoy it. So we're like human gladiators out there. Yeah, it it definitely seems that way. Um, what are like the, what are your goals moving forward? Uh, where do you want to see yourself, like with fighting, um, in let's say a year or even five years? Where do you want to see yourself? Uh, you know, Kurt, I can't tell you all that, but just know I I intend on keep winning and keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean that's a it seems like it's a good way to take it too. You know, take it almost fight by fight, um, and keep getting better and better and see where it takes you. Yeah, you know, I, I was, uh, I was talking to actually some high school friends the other day, and they were kind of asking me something similar, like, "Oh, what are your long-term goals and all this stuff?" And like, um, honestly, it's it's doing what makes me happy, and this I really enjoy this stuff. I can see myself coaching this stuff later in life, having my own gym and stuff. But when when you're asking like specifics, I I can't can't really give a solid answer. Yeah, no, makes sense. Um, talk about coaching in the future, but you're doing a little bit of that now. I know you're working with. Um, maybe it was about a year ago working down with the kids at the high school um, with wrestling and uh, do you enjoy that? Oh yeah that's honestly that's something say whatever happened and I, I retire or stop fighting I definitely I have a 
at least currently, I still have a stronger love for wrestling than MMA. Mm-hmm. But that's I've been doing wrestling for over ten years now, and I um I coached at Estero High School down in Lee County while I was in uh I was still in college, and then I moved to Tampa. Actually, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm an assistant coach at Spoto High School, and that's the high school I graduated with. So I get to help my old head coach out. Well, that's cool. That's it's like almost full circle, you know. Um, you were on that on that high school wrestling team and now you're you're out there helping the kids on the mat and getting it done. Mm-hmm. And at my um the Muay Thai gym that I train at called Muay Thai and Brandon. I'm actually starting it up next week. It's gonna be uh I'm gonna have these uh takedown Tuesdays from seven thirty to eight thirty. It's gonna teach some technique and then uh get to grapple with some guys, high schoolers, guys looking to compete in MMA and just overall people who just want to learn how to do some cool takedowns awesome um so obviously total noob i guess you would say explain my tie and the different i guess styles of fighting because i'm pretty lost when you when you okay. go into that yeah that's a good question um so a lot of people they it's funny they'll be like oh you do ufc and it's like no i don't do ufc ufc is the company that yeah has mma fighters and um so MMA stands for Mixed Martial Arts. Um, it's a relatively new sport. It's actually the fastest growing sport in the world right now. Um, if you want to fact check me, just look it up online. I'm not going to, I don't have like numbers to back that up, but it is. And um, so, yeah, it's a mix between a lot of different martial arts. There's boxing, which is just like using your punches. Uh, there's kickboxing, which is kicking and punching. There's Muay Thai, which is kind of my favorite striking because it's your fish your elbows, your knees, and your kicks. And you learn how to use uh, the clinch game, which is like grabbing them and learning how to hit them while you're holding them. Uh, there's jujitsu, which is a grappling, which is uh, you try to make someone tap out or choke them out. And then there's wrestling. There's judo, which is kind of like wrestling, but it's mainly you're, you're like trying to throw them. And there, there's at least 20 more that I could go into, but mainly it, it it diverges around striking and grappling. That's cool, man. It's, it seems interesting too. It's like the more in depth you go, the more you learn. And uh, it's, it just seems like an awesome yeah, sport. That's going to, I love how mm-hmm. the progression, it's so cool to see. Obviously we have the same stick and ball sports we've all loved for so long, but it's really cool. Obviously I, since I race motocross, I always like to see the kind of outsider sports start to become more and more popular. And, I have a probably a really stupid question, but I think it might actually make sense. So obviously, I feel like you've definitely seen the movie Never Back Down. Am I right? Oh yeah, <laughs> do you, that was one of my favorite movies, like back in high school. Do you feel like that that helped kind of grow the sport, at least bring awareness? Because, dude, I remember after that movie came out, all my friends started trying to do MMA. The tap out shirts were insane; they were everywhere. Do you feel like <laughs> that, that kind of grew the sport? I think that did help. But I would be lying on this podcast if I didn't say Conor McGregor mm-hmm. helped this sport of MMA explode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, there's UFC champs right now that people don't even know their names. Everyone and their mother knows Conor mm-hmm. McGregor. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And, it's almost like that. the movie kind of put it out there. People knew what it was. And then Conor McGregor made it aware to everyone. And you know, made you mm-hmm. want to w- start watching it. Exactly. And he showed a lot of fighters how you can really use 
your your marketability from fighting to launch other platforms. Like his company, he owns a, a whiskey company called Proper 12, mm-hmm. made a billion in profit last year. Jeez. Billion. Yeah. With a B. It's like a, it's like a, it's like your own brand, you know? And Oh yeah. And that's something I'm, especially as an amateur, I'm trying to uh, lay down a really good foundation for that. Mm-hmm. Like acquiring sponsorships and just being, um, being someone that others would be willing to want to work with. Yeah, no, definitely makes sense. Um, mentioned at amateur now, I'm sure at one point you'd like to go pro. What is the process like for, anyone in MMA to go from amateur level to pro level. Cause I know like in motocross, you have to enter a certain amount of events, amateur events, you get points that you have a certain, like a point threshold you have to pass and then you can get your pro license. Uh, What's it like in MMA? So, it, uh, oh, sorry. I'm You're good. <laughs> um, so it, it, it varies from state to state, I believe, but in Florida, you can't go pro until you've had at least five amateur fights. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be having my fourth one in uh, August and hopefully my fifth in October. But just because you have five fights doesn't mean that, one, you should go pro or you're ready to go pro. Yeah, It's something that you should usually discuss with, like, your head coach, figure out where your weaknesses are. Because, like, right now as an amateur, it's cool to be 3-0, and but it really doesn't matter. Like, that record isn't making me money right now. Mm-hmm. But you go in as a – try to go in as a pro before you're ready and say you lose your first two fights, you're 0-2, man. That's – it's uh, it's not pretty. Yeah, I was that, – that was, you kind of just answered it. But that was my question. It's like – like you said, you might do five fights. You might go 5-0, and but if you're not really ready, it's only going to hurt you uh, going up too early. You know, and it's yeah, like that in exactly. every sport. Um, Hello? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just uh, can't hear you for a second. But yeah, man, it's something you, it's better to be patient with. Yeah, be exactly. really patient in this game. Yeah, the more, I I feel the more you can learn and come out swinging as a pro is only going to help you in the long run. Yeah, I'm planning on spending a month in Thailand next year. I'm uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to plan that out. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, one of my goals for 2020. Oh, that'd be, that'd be really sick. Um, you kind of touched on it earlier, but I want to go more in depth because this whole like strategy or technique, um, really intrigues me, uh, cutting weight. How do you go about losing cut? I, I hear the number sometimes it's pretty crazy. The amount of weight someone can lose or gain in such a short amount of time. What is like the process like for that? Uh, well, there, a lot of people have different styles and ideas of it, but the, the um, the generic answer is going to be to stay away from salt coming into the fight, drink a lot of water, and then that week of the fight, you start kind of um, dropping how much water you're in, in drinking. Mm-hmm. Like two weeks out from the fight, you want to be start drinking like close to a gallon, two gallons of water to wa- like extra water load. And that's why you're not drinking the salt. Because when you drink the salt, I mean, not drink the salt, but when you eat and digest salt, it makes water kind of stay glued to you. Okay. So you don't want any salt in you. And then think of your body as a sponge that last week, once your body's all filled with uh, water, because you don't really want to lose a lot of your muscle. You just Mm want to lose that water weight. So a lot of people can lose 
eight to 12 pounds just off water weight. But yeah, you just strip that. And then like maybe the day before weigh-ins, you just don't put anything in your body and you try to sweat like a motherfucker. Yeah, that, that's, that just sounds unreal, but it, it makes complete sense. Um, so you have your weigh-in. What's like the night before a fight? What do, what do you do? You just go out or maybe <laughs> you just have sit down, watch oh, a movie, the, have the, a, a relaxing night, or what do you do? Yeah, you you don't want to do you don't want to do anything too too crazy. You just want to like relax. Like you know you're fighting tomorrow. Like why why go and hit the pads really heavy? Like you've already been going through at least like a six to eight week training camp. Like by the week of the fight, if you're not ready, you're not ready. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that extra work is going to do for you except maybe tire you out. So yeah, just chilling. Like for this last fight, I went um, after weigh-ins the night before. I went to uh, to get a nice feeling dinner with some of my friends. And then that morning, I just woke up. I have a little ritual. Where I'll go to this park and meditate and just, uh, you know, just get very centered and plan out my um, plan out my attack. Yeah, it's, I feel like you definitely, um, like you said, go meditate relieve all the stress, uh, get nice and focused for that night because you're there to kick ass and that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like the week of the fight, <laughs> I got a pedicure with my mom oh, yeah. for the first time. I went and did, uh, I think the week before I did cryotherapy and deep tissue massage. And it's just about being healthy and relaxed. Yeah, it it, uh, it definitely makes sense. Um, you mentioned you have a fight up, up in, uh, coming up in Key West. Where else in Florida... Uh, would you like to have some fights? Uh, so I've mainly, all three of my fights have been in the southwest Florida area, like Cape Coral, Fort Myers area, Port Charlotte too. Those are the three locations. But those are all kind of um, in one general area. Uh, this next one, like I said, is going to be in Key West. And hopefully by the end of the year, I, um, I heard there's there's this card in Tampa in October. I'd love to fight there. I haven't gotten a fight in my hometown yet. I'd love, love, love to do that. And then just, uh, you know, maybe just Orlando, Miami, wherever, wherever I can, uh, I can swing these hands. Yeah. If some, some about like fighting in your hometown would probably be really cool. You know, maybe even oh, give yeah. you an extra little edge. Exactly. But I mean, fighting in Fort Myers, it, yeah. Fort Myers is kind of like my second home now just with, uh, how long I lived there for college and stuff. Like all my fights there, I've had a lot of support. So, yeah, I've still yet to, to get down there and see when I feel like I'm always like at a race or I, obviously I'm in North Carolina now, so I couldn't make the last one. I need to, dude, I might have to come down to Key West, you know, just give me an excuse to go down there. <laughs> yeah, turn into a weekend. Exactly. Where, where is that fight in Key West? Uh, I don't know currently. I like just found out mm-hmm. about my potential opponent today. Okay. But I don't really know all the details. I don't even remember his name, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, These yeah. hands are E for everyone. Yeah, exactly. You're still going to go out there and kick ass. So it's still a couple months away. But um, all right, Norman, um, thank you so much for coming on for the first ever episode. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. Who do you want to give a can't shout wait out to? to? This, uh, can't wait to see this podcast blow up. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't really have much to shout out. I actually, um, I did just acquire my first. Uh, actually, no, I'm not gonna not gonna give that information out yet. But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to the homies. Awesome man, and uh, tradition on the show. I'm starting it right now. Since the first episode, I'm gonna have the guests pick the outro song. So, what do you want people to hear at the end of this thing? 
Ooh, the outro song. I know how hard it is Ooh. for you to pick your intro songs for your fights, so. <laughs> hey, um, can I pick, like, a song off of YouTube, or you got to do it, like, Apple oh, Music? No, we can, here? we can do We can do anything. All right, you got to look up. Uh, <laughs> I just actually dropped this song before my third, before my second fight. You got to look it up. It's called Norm. It's called Vibin' and Thriving. Just go, uh, YouTube Normazing, and it'll come up. All right, we'll, we'll definitely get that one playing. And where can people find you on social media? What's your tag, and uh, so people can follow uh, along. So my um, my my Twitter and my Instagram, those are the two I use the most. It's a uh, at underscore Normazing. N-O-R-M-A-Z-I-N-G at underscore Normazing. All right, man. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you soon, hopefully. <laughs> All right, Barbara. Be easy, man. Later. Thanks for having me. Follow me on Twitter at underscore normazing. Don't forget the underscore nigga. Shout out to them degenerates down at Fort Myers. Let's get it. You think you know the kid, but you really doesn't. I'm smoking the finest trees, and you really wasn't. Fucking with bad bitches with their own money. Laughing about you lame niggas cause you extra phony. They fuck with your boy cause it's just a real. Give me three years, I'ma make some music with for real. All I gotta do is plan it and I make it happen. Soon I sell our stadiums and they all be clapping. Cause your boy got a wave and I'm surfing on these hoes. And I'm a young bull in the game. Shout out to D-Rose. Now I'm bobbing and I'm diving and I grind it till the wheels fall off. Fall off. I wrote this during a hurricane. I'm a, I'm a, get your bitch wet. My aura purple cause I'm trill and I'm swaggy as fuck. Niggas hating cause they see the come up and say it was luck. But that's fine, I'd rather be getting slapped off. Cause I feel it in my soul, my dreams ain't getting slapped off. All I gotta do is plan it and I make it happen. Soon I sell our stadiums and they all be clapping. Cause your boy got a wave and I'm surfing on these.